Start your day with a fresh word of encouragement. I'm Paul DeYong, and you're now listening to Words of Life, a daily devotional from our life team. Hello, welcome to Words of Life, everyone. It is Simon and Erin Manners here. Hi, everyone. Good to be joining with you. Yeah, it's cool to be uh, sharing with you again today. We are in the middle of our Jesus Is series at church at yeah, the moment. It's been incredible, eh? Yeah. How good was Sunday? Jesus is the Good Shepherd. Yeah, that was so powerful. Incredibly powerful. If you missed yeah. it, then we encourage you to go back and watch it either online or get a copy of the podcast because you don't want to miss that message. Yeah, it's been great. And the uh, the podcasts over the last few days as well have been awesome, talking all about different ministry moments in Jesus's life and what we can learn from them. Wow. How do you, how do you narrow that down? I mean, he had a moment <laughs> with everybody. I know, it's crazy. Um, But today we are talking about a story from Mark chapter 12. It can also be found in Luke 21, and it's the story of the widow's might. Ah, fantastic. Well, I'm interested to see what thoughts you're going to pull from this, Erin. It's going to be (laughs) fantastic. We, we, it's a team effort. Yeah, right. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Let me read it for you. Uh, Mark chapter 12, verse 41. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put in and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more into the treasury than all the others. They gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything all she had to live on. This is a really interesting story because we don't even know whether Jesus had any interaction with this lady, but it was all observational. And he calls the disciples to him. And I wonder whether Jesus actually deliberately sat down opposite to where people were giving money purely to make, uh, you know, an example or, or make, you know, a teaching moment with his disciples. Yeah, I definitely would agree with that. And there's so much that we can also learn from it as well. I think often the story uh, is preached or mentioned about in the context of of giving and sacrificial giving and and all of that kind of thing, which is which is awesome, but I think there's also a whole lot of other things that we can bring out of it as well. Absolutely. Um, and I think the first thing is is just simply that God sees what man overlooks. That's right. That's right. It's so easy in today's day and age to be distracted either by the, you know, the outward appearance or by the incredible feats that, that people do and overlook the small but hugely significant things you know, that many are doing. Yeah, and here's this widow who is uh, not just giving in a private moment. She's actually surrounded by a whole bunch of people. Jesus and his disciples are watching. The, there are other people giving large amounts of money around her. She, now you can almost imagine that these really rich people with their big, you know, um, jars of, of coins or whatever, going up and pouring it out and making a big loud song and dance about it. Right. And then this poor widow sort of silently... Almost secretly, Karina comes up and drops a couple of coins and moves on. And that is the thing that Jesus pulls out and teaches his disciples as being most significant, was her in that moment, not those who were giving the large amounts. And I think that speaks so so massively to us around what God values and what he sees, and that in everything that we do, we do it for an audience of one. Mm, absolutely. 
In fact, Jesus, he, he teaches us about that, you know, in our workplaces, in home. We do our job. We work as if to the glory of God, whether it's seen or unseen. Yeah, and so I think the second thing leading on from that is that we need to value the small that is in your hand and uh, not see what little you may have or you may perceive it to be little as being insignificant and, and not just in the context of money. That's only one aspect of our faith life. It's in our, in our words and the gifts that God has given us and our ability to reach out and help others, even though it may seem significant, insignificant, Sorry, uh, to God, uh, He can take something small and He can produce great fruit out of it. Mm, I think so often we fall into the trap of comparison, thinking that what we have doesn't compare or is worthless so compared true. to someone else, someone else's talent or gift or someone else's you know offering or whatever. So what's the point? Why should we you know spend our time? But that's that's not the case. That's right. It can be really easy to withhold what we have because we don't think it will be of any value. But if everybody did that, it's like what you try and teach your kids, right? You don't have to be the very best. You don't have to be the best player on the soccer team or the top academic in the class in order to do well and to have value and significance. That's right. So I remember a story actually many years ago, probably about 10 years ago, um, my young brother he uh, was um, saving up his money, his pocket money, and he had a piggy bank. He's probably only about five or six years old. And at the time, my mum was trying to get a mortgage for uh, buying a new house. And she was uh, not having success with the banks. They kept turning her down. And, and my little brother, I'll never forget, he collected his coins about $20 that he'd been saving and he took it to mom and he said mom I really feel like God has asked me to give you all my pocket money because uh, I believe that that's going to help you get the mortgage <laughs> and I just love awesome. that story because um, it just shows the heart of I love the heart of a child that limitless faith they don't see the natural limitations around what we have but he saw his $20 as being significant whereas as an adult you go $20 in the scheme of a mortgage isn't very much but the amazing thing about that is that um, within a couple of days mum had a phone call and the bank had been able to pull some strings and she got the mortgage and so for my brother he saw that as being a real answer to to um to his step out in faith yeah absolutely and who's to say that you know god wasn't able to use that you know open a door i believe it i believe because it was unlocked by the faith of a young child and that's what he's asking us to do the challenge is what's in your hand today What word, you know, what moment of time can you invest into someone else to literally change their world? So good. I think the the third thing to talk about is is just the mere fact that the widow uh, in that moment, she fully trusted God. She entrusted everything she had into his hands, knowing that he would provide, he would take care of her. And it's not the only story in the Bible of a widow that um, is talked about in terms of giving the last of what she had. And then she was provided for. And we hear about that in 2 Kings. Yeah. Yes, she did. I think it's actually 1 Kings. Sorry, 1 Kings. Yeah, the widow at Zarephath who gave her last bit of oil and flour to make bread for Elijah. To the man of God. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. And that's just, you know, one uh, example. But there are multiple examples where God says, take care of the widow. Right. Take care 
of those that are vulnerable. And, and I think the, the, the widow uh, in this context doesn't just mean someone that has lost their husband. But, you know, in our day and age, there are so many needy, vulnerable, hurting people, i.e. the widows, that we need to get around. As the church, as the body of Christ, we need to be shining the light of Christ out into our community like never before. There are so many people, uh, you know, in the wake of COVID and everything going on that um, really need what we have to offer. I so agree. And so I think for us today, as we uh, go about our days, let's just keep in mind and keep thinking about this story and uh, remembering that God sees everything and he values other things that man perhaps overlooks, uh, that we should value what is in your hand, even if it seems insignificant to us, because in the hands of God, when we trust him, uh, when we release and be obedient to him, uh, he will provide for us and we just need to uh, believe and trust in that and as a church what can we do as Christians who can we be looking out for yeah yeah have a moment with someone today and offer them what you have got it's awesome let's finish up in prayer father God we thank you that you want to have moments with us and father you want to use us to have moments with others father from this story I pray that we'll just be challenged not to overlook the insignificant But Father, use what you have given us, our time, our words, our gifts, our talents, Father, to invest into others, to be an example, to shine your light. I thank you that you are leading and guiding us. Father, as we put our hope and trust in you, you will never let us down. You are always faithful. Mm. And we thank you for that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us for another encouraging word from the Life Team. Don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. We'd love to have you join us at church this Sunday. If you're in Auckland or Melbourne, check out the website for a location near you. Or you can choose to join us online from wherever you are. Find a service at lifenz.org.